What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender here. Adam Ronis by my side. Another night in the books here as we gear up for week 18, week 17. It feels like week 18. Uh, it's been dragging on so much uh, this week. I, Adam, I got to tell you, man, listen, I know that you are paying attention to some NBA right now and you're kind of sweating that aspect, but I got to tell you, dude. This whole everything that I'm seeing right now from the NFL just makes me wish week 17 never existed. Like, I don't even want to play DFS week 17. So annoying. Yeah, I can't blame you. I'm starting to feel that way, too. It's like all of a sudden today, all this news hit. Of course, you know, I set my rankings last night and I already got to go in there and make major changes. I just got frustrated, man. Like I took started taking cookout P right now. Then I'm like, oh, man, this is just a mess. Let me just take a break and come back to it later because this is giving me a headache. You know, so, I mean, again, it's not urgent to have this information now. So keep that in mind. If you are playing in week 17, there's no Thursday games. There's no Saturday games. Everything is Sunday. And you're still going to get continued changes from now until Sunday morning. So keep that in mind. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's a mess. And I still hear people defending week 17. I, I just don't see it. Uh, I don't want to rehash what we did yesterday. Check out yesterday's podcast. But the same thing. Yeah, there's not a lot of teams resting players. There's still a lot of teams playing for something. But the whole point is, if you invested in Kansas City this year, you did a great job. And imagine playing Week 17 and you don't have them because they're resting because of a bye. Who wants to play like that? I don't. I don't either. I, I definitely don't either. And yeah, I heard some people today defending you know Week 17 and – you know, listen, you play the whole season, blah, blah, blah. It, it, no, it's 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 garbage. Not in this format. Again, you and I, uh, you know, talking about the uh, the Roto League, which, by the way, uh, tweet out from your boy Red Rum, uh, who says he won't, he's already in for uh, for our uh, Roto Football League next week, next year. So um, but yeah, listen, I, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at it here because, you know, I'm also looking at it from the point where I got to make, you know, Craig Mish and I were just talking on the Wager Alarm live stream, uh, you know, looking at the at the weekly card for the Westgate. And I mean, even betting these games right now has just become, you know, like a like a disaster. I was like all, you know, I was all excited to talk about, you know, you know, looking at the Titans over the Texans in this one. And Craig's like, yeah, but if, uh, you know, as, as good of a job as the NFL did in matching times up 10, you know, early games and, and late games with something to need. You still have certain situations, like for example, if Miami and and Baltimore lose, right? I, I mean, listen, very slim chance of that happening. But if that happens, then the Titans are locked in. They, you know, they they automatically get a playoff spot. They still need to win the division, though. I mean, they're they're competing to win the division. But if they even if they lose the the division, like let's say they um. You know, the Colts end up winning the game and the Titans don't. The Titans still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Titans lock a playoff berth, at least a playoff berth, if the Ravens and the and the Dolphins lose, uh, the you know, in the earlier games. Now, granted, the Dolphins are playing the Bills and, and we're just like waiting for Sean McDermott to tell us that he's going to sit his guys. Uh, and there's just no way I see the Ravens in a must-win situation uh, losing to the Bengals. But you know what? For the same token, I mean, Craig makes a good point. Even if there's like a 3% chance of it 
you know, of, of it happening. Do you really want to put your money on the Titans right now? Because well, if they, uh, because if they, if they rest their guys, it doesn't matter to them. Well, I mean, the Colts play at the same time and right. you got to, you know, so, I mean, I like the Texans anyway with the hook seven and a half. Uh, I think the Texans are going to put up points. So uh, if you're arguing on the Titans side, I, I get it, but I don't think the Texans are going to quit. As long as Deshaun Watson is quarterback, he's going to move the ball on this team. I heard there's a chance that Deshaun doesn't play. Um, well, that, again, that's why you got to wait on these decisions, man. I mean, <laughs> for real, like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, oh, it's the easy thing to say. It's the truth, man. I've always said you want the most information at hand when you're making a critical decision. So, yeah, sometimes it's good to jump on the line early, especially if you have an inclination. Uh, but at the same time, for DFS, Week 17 championships, you're going to have to wait. And there's no need to rush it this week. With When do you have to send your picks in? Oh, not until Saturday night. Yeah, see, that's why. I mean, and those lines don't move, right? It's what they what, what they're what the Westgate the, lines don't move, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know, if if you're looking at taking, let's say, Miami, um, you know, in you know, in just as a regular bet, if you believe that the Bills are going to sit their starters and you want to take Miami right now while they're getting points, you know, the moment that they announce that Josh Allen's sitting, everyone's going to take him. That my no, that Miami's going to turn into a favorite. Like all of a sudden, I'm not even talking about just the contest. I'm talking about in general. The line is already down to one and a half. It, it's two and a half in the uh, in the Westgate. It's already down to one and a half now. They say that Josh Allen's out. Miami's a favorite in that. So if you can get Miami right now, getting points. I mean, if you believe that that Buffalo is going to sit guys, like I'm, I mean, how do you not bet it? Yeah, I mean, you're, again, kind of guessing, but you're also following the line action. And, you know, if you could do that and you believe that, sure, you can jump in now. I, I don't know what Buffalo is going to do. Uh, again, they get a win. They're the two, but they might go, all right, well, the Steelers are not playing for it. So, you know, I guess they feel like both teams lose, then they're the two anyway. So, and you don't want to risk an injury and they do have to play next week. It's not like they get a bye and they're going to be off for three weeks. They will have to play next week. Yeah. Yeah. You think Kansas city, I mean, did we, I don't even remember if we talked about this last night. I mean, I think we did. We talked about some momentum like Kansas city is just flat out resting everybody. So everybody's getting like, boom, two weeks off because of the bye. Um, Does that come back to haunt them again? I don't think so. I think it's probably the right move. It's been a long year. People argue back and forth, and then they usually wait till the out. You'll hear a bunch of people, if Kansas City loses that first game of struggles, oh, they rested, guys. You know, say it now. You know, and don't don't do it after the fact. I'm okay with resting, guys. And, yeah, they started slowly last year. Uh, they were down at the Texas 24-0, and they came back. So the thing is, uh, will they be able to do that again this year? Probably not. I don't. Let me see. Is there a Texans type defense in here? Tennessee. <laughs> so if they get Tennessee, <laughs> they can they can come back. Uh, Baltimore's defense isn't the same, but that's not ideal against them. Miami's defense is good. So uh, I have no problem doing it at all. I mean, they earned it and you can look at it both ways. You can find stats like anything. Uh, you can find stats to 
support any argument. You really can't. I mean, no, you you can't. I don't know. I mean, again, I've just, you know, after seeing last year, I mean, listen, they were the Chiefs were solid last year. You know, Pat Mahomes, he wasn't like, you know, his rookie season, but he was still absolutely fantastic. And they just, you know, they they got beat by Tennessee. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. Tennessee beat Baltimore. Who who beat the um oh yeah Chiefs won the Super Bowl they didn't lose they were down twenty four nothing the Texans that's right came that's back. right I'm thinking about Baltimore resting their guys not the Chiefs yeah I, I that's don't know what, what from last year yeah I mean I think Baltimore kind of was more of a regular season team than a playoff team I think they kind of got exposed because they're not built to play from behind man you don't want to. You can't rely on Lamar Jackson in this passing game. Part of it is him. Part of it is he has no weapons. They they really don't have enough weapons, man. They just don't. In a big spot. I mean, who's who I mean, look at these receivers. I love Hollywood Brown, but he can't be your one. He just can't. And and Willie Sneed? I mean, you know, Mark Andrews is good. They just don't have enough. And Lamar oh, Jackson. Des right. Bryant, man. Come on. The X. Look, I am thrilled that Des Bryant scored a touchdown two weeks in a row. I, I love the guy. You know that. But let's be honest here. He's not carrying you anywhere. But uh, who, did, who did the Ravens lose to last year in that first round? They lost to Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I they think lost Tennessee, to the Titans. Derrick yeah, Henry, just, they just, he just wore them down. That was it. And then, yeah, and Lamar Jackson was playing from behind. He's just not – you don't want that. Like, the Ravens are the classic bully team. They look great when they're playing from ahead and running the ball against these inferior opponents. And then they just look lost when they're playing from behind and they have to rely on Lamar Jackson. Can he do it occasionally? Sure. You know, we saw him come down against the Browns, but to ask him to do that in a pressurized spot in the playoffs against a good defense, I don't think he can do that just yet. I agree. I definitely agree with that. No doubt about it. Listen, I think there are a lot of youngsters who uh, I think would uh, just handily crumble in the playoffs. I, I mean, even, even Josh Allen last year, we saw him look phenomenal. Like, I couldn't believe they lost to the Texans. Uh, I was on <laughs> them. and But, like, he looked great. And then you watch and you're like, what is he doing? He hasn't had many of those moments this year, right? I mean, he's really improved. Like, I, I'm just so impressed with Buffalo. I really have been. I mean, I knew we all knew they were going to be good this year. But they really took a big step up. For this team to win 12 games, I mean, they, they've been phenomenal. And just... Uh, I, I think they're a scary team in the playoffs. I think they are too. I'm not scary. I mean, listen, as a Jets fan, you can always, you know, look to your division winner and be like, oh, well, I mean, how are we going to match up against? We had to play the Super Bowl champion twice. But no, I mean, listen, Buffalo, they did exactly what they needed to do to take that next step. Josh Allen needed to take that next step. They got him Stefan Diggs. They said, you want a target, you've got a target. I mean, you know, Beasley's fine to help move the chains. Uh, John Brown in and out of the lineup, you know, not not great. But, you know, got a deep threat in, um, you know, in Gabriel Davis. But the bottom line is, is, okay, we've got a good one-two punch in the backfield in Singletary and Moss. Here's your go-to wide receiver. You need to... Uh, make the throws accurate. You need to, and and I mean, I think that it was uh, the, just the game plan that they've had the entire season uh, has been fantastic. But I mean, anyway, I mean, you look at Josh Allen while he's rolling out, 
and you just you, you're just expecting a 25 yard completion to Diggs right afterwards. Yeah, and it's not even only Diggs. I mean, Diggs was a big part, but Allen deserves a lot of credit too because just the decision making. There are plays last year where he wouldn't make the decision that he is this year. Uh, the completion percentage, obviously, huge boost, 69.1. percent I yeah. mean, it's just he's playing with confidence, and he's made that improvement from year two to three. I mean, it's been stark, and they've called a really good game this year. I've, I think, you know, we tend to be critical of a lot of offensive coordinators. Buffalo has just impressed me with their play calling. They're one of the few teams that I go, man, they are just they're doing it right. I mean, excellent play calling this year for the most part. Do we, um, you know, it's kind of funny, actually, this was pointed out now the, uh, <clears throat> the, the bills take on the, uh, the dolphins for the, uh, for the final week of the season, right? Uh, the Buffalo bills are, uh, undefeated in their division. Okay. Now, granted they, they did, they played some really good games. They did play a couple of, uh, a couple of bad games, but you know, the fact that Brian Dayball has been the offensive coordinator in the NFC East, uh, AFC East, for his entire career. He's never coached outside this division. Like, you would think, you would expect him to have a really good grasp on uh, on, on the, rest of these, uh, the rest of these teams. Yeah, you would. Big losses, to the, big losses to the Titans, loss to the Chiefs, um, loss to the Cardinals on that Hail Mary. Uh, those, are the, those are the three losses. That's... You know, like that's the interesting thing. And those thing aren't there. bad losses at all. What's that? They're not bad losses at all. The Titans one was. The Titans one was terrible. Yeah, but that was also the whole COVID. But the Titans are a good team. It's not like they got blown out by a shit team. That's why. I mean, the quality of opponent, the Titans are a good team. And that was the whole COVID thing, too. That game was on a Tuesday. Remember, it got pushed back and everything. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I don't remember. Did, did they even practice much? Um, I know it was more on the Tennessee side, but um, yeah, all the COVID stuff was on the Tennessee side. Yeah, but it still disrupts. Same thing would happen with Pittsburgh too, man. Like when you're getting disrupted and everything, you know what I mean? It could have affected them because we haven't seen them look like that pretty much all year. I mean, the Cardinals game they should have won, came down to a lucky hail mary, and then even the Chiefs game they it was twenty six seventeen. I mean, you hold the Chiefs to twenty six points. You expect to win. I mean, that's an explosive offense. You tell me, hey, you're going to hold Kansas City 26. I'm like, all right. With Josh Allen, we got a pretty good shot to win. That game was in Buffalo, um, and it was early in the year. I I think now if they play, I mean, and Allen, damn, what happened here? 14 to 27 for 122 yards. Two touchdowns a pick. He didn't get sacked. Um, Diggs, six for 46 and a touchdown. Mahomes only had 225 and two touchdowns. Oh, CEH had 161 yards rushing. (laughs) <laughs> well, that Buffalo's rush defense has gotten better, though. They owe Kelsey to 65 yards. He did score twice, though. But Tyreek Hill at three for 20. Man, uh, I think if you said, hey, will you take this game again? They'd be like, hell yeah, we're going to win with Josh Allen now, the way he's playing compared to earlier in the year. So uh, I think Buffalo's had a, a hell of a year, man. Uh, just, do, you, do you have money on Buffalo to win it I all? I don't. I kind of wish I did, bro. Why don't you? What, what, what's the line now? It's got to be crap now. They gotta be. They've gotta be the second favorite in the AFC behind Kansas City. Has to be. There's no one else. You're not gonna put Pittsburgh up there with the way they've played, and none of these other teams. So I would think. Uh, let's see if I can uh, quickly find it here. Uh, team futures. Yeah. Kansas City. Oh, they're Buffalo's fourth. Plus nine hundred to win the uh, 
Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. It's not a terrible bet. Because I, I uh, yeah, I, I think I would make that bet. I think they can beat Green Bay or the Saints. The Saints would be tough. I think they would beat Green Bay. Although it's tough betting against Aaron Rodgers right now. It really is. What's well, uh, Green Bay's plus five twenty five? That's actually well, not they, a terrible bet either. AFC Championship, Kansas City's favored to win minus one thirty four. Bills are plus four hundred. You know who's third? Take a guess who's third. I don't think you get this. What in Let's the uh, in the AFC? AFC third favorite to win the AFC Championship. Um, it's probably the Ravens. They've been the only it team is. that's like actually like been winning lately. Yeah, plus seven fifty for them. Okay. All right. Man, the Seahawks are third in the NFC. <laughs> I, the NFC. The problem in the NFC, it's like who's next? It's Packers plus one ninety to win the NFC. Saints plus two seventy five. Seahawks plus four hundred. Bucks plus five hundred. Rams plus fourteen hundred. Cardinals plus thirty three hundred. You know what? I'm taking Dallas plus five thousand. Oh, look at you! Look at it. you! Such a filthy thing! <laughs> such kidding. a filthy, filthy thing for that. Bowden did that same thing to me today earlier. Also, he somehow snuck in about his his excitement about being a Cowboys fan again. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be quickly uh, blown away in a week or two. No doubt. All right, take a quick time out, real quick, while we shout it out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. Let's pay some bills here, real quick. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Adam, let's uh, let's, uh I, I feel like we can kind of wrap things up here. I mean, I know that uh, we could probably, you know, sit here and, and gab for, uh, you know, another hour. But I mean, let's face it, man. What's going on here that you uh, that, that you feel like we need to, to help people out with here? I, I'm I'm all over Buffalo at plus 900 and Buffalo at plus 400 for the conference right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think they're good. Look, it's hard to go against Kansas City, but we've seen Kansas City be vulnerable. I think with the money on the line, you expect them to win, but there's no value in it. They're the favorite. So, like, you know, what are you going to do? And I'd say this. If you do have a future already with Kansas City, I'd hedge it with the Bills. Yeah, I would definitely hedge it with the Bills. I don't know. I, I still like the Saints better than the Packers. I think they're a more complete team. I know their defense has shown cracks, but – 
I don't know. It's just scary with the way Rodgers is playing. He's playing out of his mind. You know what? And actually, the defense, uh, you know, I mean, it would sell, they would sell. See, here's the, you know, here's the thing. The, the Packers defense would sell out to stop the run. All right. They would do whatever they could to stop Murray and, and Kamara. All right. And, and they would go into a lot of single coverage. Jair Alexander on, on Emmanuel Sanders. I'm Michael okay Thomas. Michael Thomas is out. He's done. He's not. No, he's not. Back. He's not done, bro. He's done for the regular season. He'll be back. I know he's done playoffs. for the regular season. He doesn't want to come back. He'll be there in the playoffs. Nah. So Jair Alexander on, on Michael Thomas then. And, and you have to maybe sometimes, uh, if you can float a safety over there uh, to help out. I don't know, man. I've got, I've got my doubts that Michael Thomas comes back at all. I mean, Super Bowl or not, playoffs or not. I think there's an inherent problem with, uh, with him on this team. Um, we'll see. I, I expect them back. It's kind of, it, it's a championship on the line and they're close. So I think he'll be back. Sometimes you have to put things aside for the betterment of, you know, uh, an accomplishment. So listen, I agree. I agree. I just, I, I think that that, you know, you, you carry that rift with you. I mean, you have to, I mean, both parties have to be good with it in order for it to connect because yeah, he could come back all he wants, but if there's a, if there's an inherent rift between him and Drew Brees, you know, I mean, is Brees going to sit there and, and, and look for him as often? Uh, win- winning a championship kind of puts that stuff aside. We've seen many teams over the years, players don't get along and you just put it aside trying to win a title. We'll see. You know me, man. I like my conspiracy theories. No, I do too, but not really in football. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but like the Packers, all right, they beat the Saints earlier this year, 37-30. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Look, they've been good, but have they really had an impressive win this year? I don't see it. Who, the Packers? Yeah. Show me the, I mean, you. what are you going to say, Titans Sunday night? I don't know if that was kind of weather related or what. But, like, where's the um, – I don't see an impressive win this year. Their division was terrible. Um, the, Saints, the Saints win was impressive back in week three. I, I got to say that. But after that, they got destroyed by Tampa Bay, bro, 38-10. to 10. I don't know what the hell happened there. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers checked out. They beat the Texans, the Niners. They lost to the Colts. Um, beat Jacksonville by four. Beat the Eagles. Lions by seven. Panthers by eight. Again, they've done they've done what they needed to do. They're kind of like last year. I was a, I was totally anti Green Bay last year, and they kept winning. I'm like, this cannot continue. And then because I didn't think they were that good, and they got destroyed by San Francisco in the playoffs. So I guess they are cosmetically better this year because Aaron Rodgers is playing at such a ridiculous level, and Devontae Adams too. But I don't know how much better they really are. I mean, like. Look, Rodgers, the way he's playing, could carry him at any point, and they're going to be fortunate to be the one seed. But I don't, I don't think they're like this invincible team. I think the Saints are better. The Saints have had a lot of things go against them this year. Breeze missing time, Michael Thomas, injuries on the defense. Uh, I know there's questions with Breeze and his arm and the limitations. I just think the Saints are a better team. Um. 
I know the problem is they probably have to go to Green Bay too, which would not be good in the cold for Breeze if they. No, that's definitely. If Green not. Bay doesn't get knocked off beforehand. Yeah. Ah, I mean, just you know, it seems to argue. <laughs> that's the problem. It's like the Saints and who else? I mean, Seattle. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Magic. No, but I'm like, not gonna listen. I, you know what? I, I, I get what you're saying about the Saints. Listen, I don't think there's any other team in the uh, in the NFC. I, I, I don't I think really any don't. These teams are really that good, to be honest. <laughs> it's one of those years where I don't think any team is really that good outside of the Chiefs. Bill, I think the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams. I still think the Saints are good, but they're they're beatable. You know, I mean, they they hung in there with the Chiefs. They were really playing from behind. It was garbage points late. They lost by three. Um, but they've had a lot of issues and a lot of things go wrong for them this year. Green Bay hasn't had any adversity this year, really. No, they haven't. They haven't. But you know what? Again, neither neither have the Bills, really. Um, I mean, come on. You want to talk about a cakewalk division? Miami's good, and New England was competitive for a while. We look at New England now, and we're judging them because we're seeing the aftermath. But New England wasn't easy out most of this year. I don't think it was a cakewalk division compared to other. I mean, the Dolphins have ten wins. The Dolphins do have ten wins. I tell you, dude, the Jets are terrible. We knew the Jets were terrible. Um, the Dolphins are were good. They were improving. I think the Dolphins are the perfect example of what you thought Green Bay was last year. A completely overinflated record and not a great team. And let's face it, with Tua under center, they're really not a great team. They're doing it with their defense. They're not doing it offensively. Miles Gaskin, yes, that was great. Love seeing what the, the story he's become. But you you can't sit here and tell me that that Tua uh, you know, is is balling right now, and you know the the team's peaking at the right time, and you know, and, and cruising towards the playoffs. That to me, um, you know, no way. I think that that's team smoke and mirrors. I mean, if unless you put Fitzpatrick under center, you well, put Fitzpatrick under center, and I I like that team ten times more. Yeah, he's more aggressive. Two is more conservative. Doesn't take shots. Fitzpatrick is not afraid to take shots downfield when they played in week two. Fitz played, and the Bills won. In Miami, thirty-one twenty-eight. So, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be all over, you know, Miami for that. So, I, I just, I think it's, uh, I think the division's bad. I mean, listen, you know, we were all talking about the what Patriots. division's better, the AFC East or the NFC North? I think it's the AFC East. I think it's yeah, and I think it's the NFC North. Why? Detroit is an embarrassment. Minnesota so are the Jets. Detroit is an embarrassment, and so are the Jets. Uh, the Jets could have won more games than they should have. We know that. And look, we're going to judge New England based on the way they finished. They were very competitive most of the year. They were they were a team that, you know, until the last few weeks, they've fallen apart, right? I mean, they got crushed by the Bills, and we knew that was coming. You know, the Bills basically took out 15 years of frustrating, of getting their ass beat by New England and said, all right, we bottled it up. Let's destroy them. They're going to lose twice in the division this year. What about the four-game losing streak that they went on early in the season? Yeah, Look Cam, at Newton, Cam Newton missed a couple of those games. Right, yeah, Cam Newton missed a couple of games. Yeah, and they, they lost to Buffalo by three. They lost to the Broncos by six. New England was not – look, on paper, like Bill Belichick did a good job this year with this team. I know that sounds crazy. Dude, they have nothing. Cam they have Newton, nothing. Cam, they have nothing. Cam can't throw the football. He has no wide receivers. Damian Harris looked good when he was healthy. I mean, they have not their defense. They lost everyone to COVID. Then Gilmore went down. 
Belichick did a good job with this team. The fact that they were actually in playoff contention up until a couple weeks ago. So they're just a well-coached team. They're the antithesis of of Detroit. You can match up the two divisions right here. Jets and Lions. Blah. Garbage. Patriots and Vikings. Two teams who should have done a lot, you know, who who could have done a lot better, maybe should have done a lot better for Minnesota. Vikings have talent. The Patriots don't. Right. Okay. So there you go. So those are those teams. Miami, Chicago. Chicago's playing great ball right now, man. Yeah, again, because of the schedule of who they've played. They're not a good team. Sure, sure, sure. And they're going to get sucked into paying for Mitch Trubisky and keeping him as the quarterback, and it's going to blow up in their face. And then you got Buffalo and Green Bay. So they're two shitty divisions overall. But, yeah, I mean, I would have to say that I I think, personally, I think I like the NFC North more than I like the AFC East. Uh, I think when you got Miami up top and Belichick coaching the Patriots, I think that division's better. And, again, yeah, the Jets were terrible, but how many games – could the Jets have won this year that they did it? I mean, the Raiders game was just an absolute debacle. They could have beaten Tampa Bay. No, that's I'm sorry, that was the job. How many games? How many games could Detroit have won if they didn't fucking blow it? They, they have they, no coach. They blew it. Uh, they have no coach. They had to change coaches. They lose their quarterback for 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 you know games. They but they're dealing with their nonsense year. there. Detroit you know does I mean? this every year. Detroit should have. Detroit should have won more games this year. Yeah, but they're. They they lost Galladay, um, and their coaches suck. I mean, it's embarrassing how poorly they play at times. It's embarrassing how poorly the Jets play at times. Well, but they were, again, they were also pretty competitive in a lot of games this year. They just blew a lot of games at the end. They sucked. They do. They did suck. I mean, I'm not going to defend a two-win team, but I think Detroit's almost as bad. Look at this. This is, this is competitive. They Week two, 31 to 13. Uh, week three, 36 to seven. Uh, week five, 30 to 10. Week six, 24 nothing. Uh, week seven, 18 10. Yeah, 35 would... nine. Uh, here's a 20 to three. Here's a 40 to three. These, these fuckers weren't competitive. What they beat talking? the Rams. They beat the Rams and the Browns. Oh. They lost to the Raiders by three. They should have won that game. Dude, the, the Raiders have fallen apart. Raiders are a piece of crap team, too. That's a team that, like, fell apart towards the tail end of the season. Second half of the season came, and they were just lost. They had a three-point loss to the Patriots, six to the Chargers, three to the Raiders. They had some close losses. They did. I'm not saying that they didn't have some close losses, but they had some fucking serious blowouts, too, that they just got smoked. So did Detroit. Detroit just put up one of the most embarrassing defensive performances I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But we can also look in the fact of Stafford's injury, Galladay being out, uh, and and the Matt Patricia handicap. Okay, it's the same thing for New England, <laughs> right? It, you know, you can't have it for one team in the division you're arguing, and then ignore it in the other. Well, we didn't have the Jets didn't have injuries that New were England. Off. New England had like half their defense sit out because of COVID. Cam yeah. Newton had COVID. He had no weapons. That team was depleted. The fact that they have more wins than Detroit should be embarrassing to the city of Detroit and that coaching staff. <laughs> I mean, personnel-wise, when you put New England on paper, they, they got to be a, they might be bottom ten in the NFL, easily bottom ten. Yeah, in the NFL. and the fact that they were in playoff contention for as long as they were is a testament to Belichick, and people are going to shit on him this year, and I think it's wrong. Well, see, I don't see anybody shitting on Belichick this year. That to they me, pro- you probably will start to hear it, and like, oh, Brady made the- it was all Brady. 
Dude, you know people who don't know the NFL. Right. So look, why do you listen start... to? Why do you listen to them? I don't. I'm just saying it's out there. Sometimes I don't give a shit things... if it's out there. You know what there's else is out that there? You... That I'm a nice guy. There's some things out there that you cannot tune out. It's so prevalent. Listen, the bottom line is, is that anybody with a brain in their head will go to the mattresses to defend Bill Belichick. Uh, if, if the people start saying that it was Brady and not Belichick, I mean, that's just garbage. We've seen Brady fuck up too many times this season, right? Well, you know what? I mean, Brady, to be honest, has really not been good. Consider, look at those weapons he has. He's had some games where you're just like, man, does he have anything left? And you could tell me, oh, he's got the most touchdowns in Bucks history. Come on, man. Like, some I'll of these stats you. are padded, man, against shit opponents like Detroit last week. Like, Brady has just had a lot of games where you're like, man, this is bad. I mean, collectively, when you look at the numbers as a whole, 36 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, you're like, oh, yeah, pretty good year. But, you know, some of these games, I mean, the game against Detroit was embarrassing. Atlanta, he did nothing in the first half and then turned it up and went 390. We know what their Achilles heel is. <laughs> yeah, dude, listen, you will never in a million. Listen, I, as much as I've hated Tom Brady for my entire you know, life or whatever, I'm not going to besmirch his name, but I'm definitely not going to say that that he was the reason the Patriots were the way they were. Um, you can easily it's much easier to argue that he's a system quarterback uh, than than that he's the reason that the Patriots were so good for so many years. So, I don't know if I'll say that. I mean, I think that's not giving him enough credit calling him a system quarterback. I mean, we're judging him now at 43 years old. Well, so, I'm, like, anything he does in Tampa, I don't think you can compare it to New England. He's 43. He clearly has limitations now. Yes, true. We don't have any any way to – there are no other systems to compare him in. That's yeah. that's the thing. And he won. I mean, I know he lost to Bulls too, but, you know, he, he did win. So um, it's always going to be that hypothetical argument that I think people will have down the road too. But there's no denying what Belichick has done, man. No, he took a team that lost all its defense on, you know, to COVID to start the season. Uh, he took a, a team with zero weapons with, an, you know, uh, a Cam Newton who, you know, <laughs> I mean, let's face it, nobody else wanted him. Nobody else wa was interested. The only reason the Patriots did it was because they got him for a song. They got him for a million dollars. And they're like, well, listen, if the dude has a great year, then we're obviously not going to re-sign him. We're going to get draft pick compensation. But if he shits the bed, listen, we were going to suck this year anyway. And we knew we were going to suck this year anyway. Right. So, I mean, it was like a, you know, it was a, it was a, a, a win-win for the Patriots, if it, regardless of, of Cam's performance. Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. You know what? I'm going to take a timeout. I'm going to take a timeout because, uh, and there's just too much happening. I'm still, I still got to get this watch list out, Adam. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel compelled to do it. But yeah, I got to get this watch list Good luck to changing it 75 times in the next two days. I, I've already changed it. Listen, it's in the admin, right? And I've got most of the players already written up. And then I keep taking, I take out four and then I add three. And then I take out five and then I add two more. I mean, it's just back and forth. So now I'm like, well, screw it, man. I mean, it's just now it's just turning into a waste of my time. So I'm just going to 
I'm going to do a little bit more tonight. I'm going to take a look at some of the news and give you a couple of obvious plays and then publish it then. That's what I'm doing, Adam. That works. All right. Well, big thanks to everybody for tuning in. We will be back. uh, Oh, no. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Yep. There ain't no show. (laughs) We'll catch you Monday. Happy New Year, Adam. Yeah, Happy New Year, man. Hope everyone enjoys it. Stay safe and uh, be responsible. Not that many people are going out in our cities, but we know there are people listening in other cities where COVID doesn't exist, apparently. (laughs) It's a a hoax. (laughs) I'm looking forward to uh, actually not feeling guilty about falling asleep at 9 o'clock at night now. Um, I will not be falling asleep 9 o'clock at night, but hey, if that works for you, then uh, this is the night to do it for you. It does work for me. It doesn't work for my wife, but it works for me. (laughs) Poor lady. All right. Well, big thanks to everybody and everybody. Yes, definitely have a happy new year. Uh, As always, big thank you to Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.